tell me? Well, I've never done so much laundry in so short amount of time. Why? It felt like last week every day. Um, before my mom had her surgery, she had accidentally let up, let the laundry build up a bit. And then uh, she, like the laundry room's downstairs, and my dad can't get up and down the, those that length of stairs. Mm-hmm. And she obviously can't handle them right now, so I, I was doing laundry for him. You do a lot of chores. I'm just noticing that. You do a lot of chores. Well, they need help, you know. I mean, no, I mean, it just seems like you've never stopped doing the standard, like, chores that a kid has to do when they're younger. Oh, sure I did. I mean, I didn't do it for years. <laughs> I mean, I moved out, let's see, it was 94 when I moved out from my parents. Well, technically, actually, they moved out and I kept the house <laughs> um, and got a roommate. Um, and then from then to, oh, I mean, shit, basically till I moved back from Chicago in 08, I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything like I, they didn't cut their grass or anything like that, you know, <clears throat> but my dad was still able to get around then. He was able to do yard work himself. The only reason I really took over cutting grass for him was because my dad had a fall one time and he, uh, you know how a lawnmower's got those, that handle that you hold to keep the mower running? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like a safety thing, so if you fall, it shuts off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, his hand, did, when he fell, his hand clenched because it was, he was having problems with his arm at the time. And so he fell down, the mower kind of flipped up and it was still running and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, I didn't hear it because I was upstairs working. And that's how your dad died. <laughs> no, he's still, still alive. Um, but you know, I, Frank. he, uh, he told me about it like afterwards and I'm like, well, fuck, I can't have you tottering around the yard like this. <laughs> you know, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I took over cutting grass, <clears throat> but, um, anyway, so yeah, it's just, you know, and it seemed like once I, I got done with the backlog, then there was new laundry and it's like, oh man, I'm so tired, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it, it, I mean, it's, it's gotta be done. It's like. That's part of the reason why I bought a place close to my parents, so I keep an eye on them, you know. <laughs> like, keep an eye on them. Like, they keep getting away. Yeah. I don't know how they keep getting out of their cages. It's, it's like I lock them up tight every night, and I come over the next day, and they're out. I don't know what just happened. But, <clears throat> anyway, that's just, it's, last week was kind of a mess, but. And then this week, I been running my mom around on errands and stuff and it's just like getting getting desk time in my own desk has, has been a little funky <laughs> you know funky desk uh anyway so why aren't you at new york this week why aren't i yeah i mean i don't know why aren't you because i've never been to new york i mean i went to new york when we went to devil's do but i mean i've never been to the new york comic-con I haven't been in years. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything really to promote. Rock cuts. Oh, yeah, I do. I, see, even I forgot that <laughs> came out. <laughs> That's brand new. 
I wonder if Rafer's in New York. I don't think he is. That would be a fairly close trip for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've just been feeling kind of left out of the whole comics community thing. Hmm. Also, not super keen on, like, walking around and running into all the editors that are ignoring my emails. (laughs) (laughs) That just makes for a lot of, uh, like, awkward interactions. Yeah, I suppose it would. Like, oh, hey, how's it been? Uh, Well, you'd know if you answered my goddamn email. New phone, who dis? Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm, you know, I've started to get some work now, so I'm just, uh, just trying to keep my head down and do that, you know? Try and be better mentally, you know? Yeah. Tell me about it. Trying to feel good. That's been my job recently, is trying to feel good. And now I got some work. I got a little Teen Titans job and an Archie job and, uh, Another video game book. While I've been, you know, I've been waiting all year for two other projects that haven't come in yet, and so finally I've got some work, so I can, you know, I got a hundred dollars in my checking account, so that'll help. Doinks. I've kind of, yeah, I got. I guess I should do some follow-up. I have a couple things that were supposed to be coming this year, but it's almost the end of the year, and I haven't seen them. It's been like that, you know, and I haven't done any music writing. I've been trying to practice my guitar, you know, know, things like that. My my medication isn't available anymore. because they don't make it? No, it's because... Uh, one of the side effects is uh, weight loss, so everybody's buying it for weight loss. Oh and yeah, I, I've read about the, that. Yeah, the people that need it, like me, can't get it. It's a, so, that, that, isn't that Paxlovid or Paxlovid's for COVID. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, I forget what the actual drug is called. The brand name that I use is Ozempic, but I can't use it anymore because uh, you can't find it anywhere. Hmm. So for me, it's like a like a life thing. So I gotta figure out what to do. I've been trying to get it all over town. Isn't it? It's a prescription, right? I mean, it's not just like yep. an OTC thing. Is it? Yep. It's prescription, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was cleared by the FDA as a weight loss drug. So dr- doctors have been prescribing it for weight loss. And you think, I, I don't know. I guess doctors are like anybody else, but you would think doctors would know to have better discretion than that. Yeah. To treat well, some, I mean, I, got, I, got, I have my yearly physical on Monday, so they better have some in the office cause I'm out. It's like, uh, I mean, not that in certain cases, not that, you know, weight loss is a trivial problem, but it's, I mean, I understand if I could just take a shot and lose weight like I did, Yeah, maybe I would have done that a long time ago. You've got to be rich for it because that shit ain't cheap. 
I mean, and that's the kind of thing where, I mean, you can't just... <laughs> weight loss is a pattern, a, th- a habit you have to develop, you know? It's like just taking a pill, yeah, you'll lose the weight, but as soon as you stop taking it, you are still got the yeah, same dumb have, habits. Well, yeah, I mean, I have to be on this for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I'm saying for people that are just taking it yeah, to drop. You can't stop taking this and then think you're going to stay thin because you won't. Right, because you never developed the habits that, or you never shed the habits that got you fat to begin with. Like, Right. I mean, this just, yeah, this just curbs your appetite. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You you figure doctors would use some better discretion, you know, you know like prioritize people that need the medicine versus just everybody yep. wanting to take it. Like Drug companies, man. They get in there. So there's another drug that does the same thing, but it hasn't been approved by the FDA for weight loss. So it, I'm hoping that I can get that because it'll be less hard to get, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, good luck with that. What's it do for you? Is it like a, a mood stabilizer? No, it's a diabetes medication. Okay, that's what it is. That's what its primary use is. It makes my pancreas work. It makes mm-hmm. your pancreas work. It sounds like a song title by, like, somebody. Yeah. So, for me, I mean, and I've lost 50 pounds, so it does work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's part of how it helps you with the diabetes, too, is that, I mean, I don't eat as much anymore. I eat like a normal person should rather than how I used to. and uh, No entire large pizzas to yourself? Yeah, I can't. I get sick if I do. I feel gross. Right on. Uh, I, I, it's changed the way I taste beer. Like, beer is not as great anymore. Uh-huh. That's uh, another thing that they found out with the drug, is that it curbs, like, uh, addiction uh, symptoms. Well, shit, I'm so, going to have to go get some now. I know, right? It is kind of a miracle drug at this point. but uh, What are the side effects of this drug? Because all these drugs always have side effects. You, it can make you nauseous. Oh. Like, that's how it makes you not want this stuff. Oh. It's like, you just don't feel like eating because it's gross. I wonder if that's what, um, several years ago, a doctor was saying that there were options, like, where I could take a medication that would basically make me, like, feel sick if I drank. Yeah, it's sort of like that. It's like that. It's the same reason that uh, people get that lap band surgery for their stomach, because if you eat too much, you will feel sick and you'll throw up because your stomach just won't do it. See, the problem is, and this is, I think, how I expressed it to the doctor at the time, is that if I take a pill that makes me feel sick when I do something I want to do, I'm more likely to just stop taking the pill than I am to stop my behavior. That's, man... that's you, man. I know. I'm just about, I'm saying that's all things you got going on. If that's how it, like if it operates by making you feel ill and that's like an aversion therapy kind of thing, then I'm more likely to stop taking the thing that makes me feel ill than I am. To, you know, it's just, that's, that's how I'm wired. <laughs> you know? It has worked wonders <clears throat> for me. Yeah, but am. You've got other reasons to take it. Like you've got to take yeah. it for your, to live. <laughs> you know. And, you know, I lost weight, so now my blood pressure is down, too. And so it's changed pretty much my life. Oh. And I I would like to continue that way. And, and so far, it seems like rich fatties are trying to get in my way. Man. Aren't the rich always fat? <laughs> 
Well, they need to get the fuck out of my way and let me have my drugs. I don't ask for much. <laughs> Just give me my drugs. Uh, that's no, not, I can see where that's oh, frustrating. Yeah. Um, I have been, I mean, I haven't practiced this last week, but I have been, you know, I've started to be able to, uh, my guitar teacher has me, I'm on this, uh, he's teaching me modes. Yeah. Like the Mondrian mode or? Mondrian mode? I don't It's not a thing. <laughs> Mondrian the painter? I think, actually, I think that was the name of a plug-in for Photoshop a long time ago. Either that or it was yeah, a preset. Yeah, well, I mean, so it goes back to the whole learning thing. I, I didn't know what modes were. Mixolydian, is that one? Mixolydian is a mode, yes. Okay, yeah. I think that is where you flat the... Where you, I think that is where you flat the fourth or something like that. I have to remember. Like if you said names, I probably would recognize them as being a thing, but I don't know what they are. Like, well, I didn't know what they were either, and now I'm learning. And uh, he's get so he's been teaching me this, and by. And the way he teaches me is that he's given, he's made me learn this solo. Okay. Now the solo itself was an accomplishment because it's kind of like a little tiny shredder solo. I've never been able to play that fast was before. It like, so it took me a while to learn it. Was it like a Carrie King solo or something? Carrie King? <laughs> no, it's not like Carrie King. It's more like a Satriani esque. Oh, okay. Without all the hammer-ons and stuff. There's some, but that's what I mean. I've, I've never learned to play stuff like that. And, and, and by that, I mean, it, it is very short. It's not a, I'm not Steve Vai. But the fact that I can play this is like an accomplishment right. to me. So that was kind of boosting in my brain. But so you learn this one solo, and then you learn it in the different modes. So a note will change in each one. And you can... You can tell the flavor of that mode by playing it because you're like, oh, this sounds kind of funky in a certain way now because I changed this one note. I sharp sharpened it instead of playing the regular note, you know. What's the difference between a mode and a scale? Okay, so... Um, a mode is just a different way of playing a scale. Okay. Like you said, just changing a note in it or something. Yep. That's all it is, is changing a note in it. Okay. Uh, and it, it's very interesting. It's very, it's where, it's where, uh, you know, music meets math a lot. I mean, it's the, it's the stuff that I would be intimidated by, but it, because I wanted to learn, I want, I was learning my major scale. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially, you know, the mode is just a different version of the major scale. So I was like, well, I'll try this. And my guitar teacher was showing it to me and uh, it's been pretty fun. I mean, again, nothing that's helping me learn a song, you know, <laughs> that's just part of your toolbox. I mean, but it has uh, been fun to do. And it, like I said, I couldn't uh, play that kind of uh, quick lick before. 
and now I want to do more of that, but I, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah, I haven't been playing too much either. I can tell like, I'm because my uh, calluses are starting to flake. Mine had built up. Oh man, I got a big old divot in my third finger just from learning this thing. <laughs> you know, because it's been so like I it it. I can't imagine anybody being able to hear me practicing because I literally, literally play the same line for like an hour over and over and over again. Oh yeah, huh. it's so I it so I, I I'll, I'll notice that I've been doing it for thirty minutes and go, man, this would be annoying to anybody listening to this. That's why I, when I was working on like the animated things in the office, I was I always had to wear headphones because I'd have to keep oh, going yeah. over. Yeah, sure. Going over like the same piece for like an hour or something like that, you know. Yeah, but it's uh, it, that that I find fun. Songwriting hasn't been that fun, and I don't know why. It's a, it's definitely a mental thing, but if I could just. Uh, just sit around and do that. That that'd be kind of fun, just to just learn these little things. I should spend more time doing it, but sometimes I, you know, if I I, I, I gotta be on the internet and look at stupid shit for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's okay. Like when we do our jobs, we do them whether we feel like doing them or not because we got to. Mm-hmm. But when it's not your job, it's just something you you enjoy. You're less inclined to push through it when you don't feel like doing it. If it's not, yeah, that you know what, that's definitely been a part of it. Yeah, because you're not like, if it's not being fun to you at the moment, you don't feel like doing it, right? I mean, <laughs> or whatever. Like, I mean, sometimes like I pushed myself through and still made myself practice and play and stuff, just because I. I didn't really have anything else to do. I just didn't feel like doing that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I do that, by the time I've done it a couple of times, or, you know, by the time I get into it, I start getting into it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, if I just don't feel like doing it, I don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, I, it, it's so weird because I have that other side that is like the opposite of that. So I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself because I can't, I can't apply that to this, you know. Most days, I mean, most days I would rather be sitting around playing something than what I'm doing. Like, when I'm working, I I think about playing, and I'm like, I wish I could play, but I don't have time right now, (laughs) you know? Um, But I I kicked myself for not applying myself more when I was younger, because making music could have been my job. Still could. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I did... Kind of okay, sort of like what you were saying. Uh, learning this stuff, you know, and you learned how to play that thing, and all of a sudden you could play that kind of solo now. I um, I decided I wanted to listen to XTC, like their discography, since they don't really have that many albums. Um, and like I, there are XTC songs I like a lot, but I realized that I don't really, I wasn't real familiar with the songs I didn't know, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like if I'd heard him, I heard him in passing. Like somebody put a tape in the car, or whatever. Um, they got played at work or something while I was doing something else, whatever, something like that. 
So I decided to sit down and listen to them. And I got to the fourth album, um, which was, what is the fourth album? Uh, Black Sea. Mm-hmm. And I started hearing stuff in that where I'm like, it was similar to things I've got in my, like, I, I keep a, just a, you know, a bunch of files of riffs and stuff that I don't know what to do with. Uh, when I think I'm, when I think I'm up, I usually record them and, and just stick, set them aside kind of thing. I've, I've even got like old four track tapes of them from a long time ago, but I started hearing things that were similar to things that I had written and had no idea what to do with them because they, they really didn't fit in with any other project I had going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. If I do something like this after that, like, so listening to this XTC album was actually giving me ideas for things that I didn't know what to do with before. <laughs> Good. Um, and XTC is kind of a weird band. They are. They they're, are. Without okay, I'm I'm gonna say this and then kind of contradict myself. They're weird, like Oingo Boingo is weird, but they don't sound anything like Oingo Boingo. No, I totally know what you're talking about. They were on the same label too. That probably makes sense, I guess. Um, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the same um, talent rep found both of them or got both of them signed to it. Because they, they just share a real strong... Like, you could totally see them on tour together or something, you know? Very... Uh, this is weird to say, but they are very musically oriented, which is uh, sounds stupid, but they they know what they're doing. <laughs> and Well, and, and also, and even though they were using familiar elements of stuff, they were writing non-standard music for the time period. Mm-hmm. And even now, I mean, there's, I, I don't know of another band that actually sounds like XTC. Yeah. And, you know, I've never actually heard another band that sounds like Oingo Boingo either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they definitely had their own thing going with, whereas like Oingo Boingo's is a lot more theatrical and sounds like show tune kind of stuff almost in mm-hmm. spots. Yep. Which totally makes sense given how they started and whatnot and Elfman's other pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, XTC's more well, like the first album first album I wasn't too keen on it sounds like it wasn't finished to me or something mm-hmm. and and it's heavy sounds heavy reggae based kind of um, or ska based which I mean it's kind of saying the same thing because ska's reggae based but um, I, I I like the second album better but it wasn't really until Drums and Wires the third album um, that I thought they started sounding like really cool you know that's the one that's got like making plans for Nigel on it. Mm-hmm. So they've got this weird, like, you know, rhythm carries it. The guitar fills stuff in rather than being like the rhythm yeah. instrument. It is a piece of a larger orchestra. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's where I'm drawing the similarities between them and Oingo Boingo because Oingo Boingo was a lot like that where all the instruments were kind of complementing each other rather than orchestrated. It's orchestrated. That's the word we're looking for. Very orchestrated. They're all kind of doing different things that make a whole as opposed to just repeating each other to make a big rhythm. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's just interesting stuff. It's interesting how they approach it. Like XTC is like, cause the guitars are doing these weird angular squirrely things, real chirpy stuff. And, filling in like chord textures and stuff like that. And, um, well, you've seen Erg, right? Not in a long time, no. Were they You're on in, Yeah. Huh. Because it's all IRS records. Oh, okay. 
I trying to remember. I think it might have been nineties when I saw it. Or the last time I saw it. Yeah. They uh the other cool thing is, uh, you know, again, I'm only on like the fourth album, but I'm finding songs that I actually knew, but I forgot that they were XTC songs or something. I forgot I knew them and I didn't recognize them by title, but when they came on, I was like singing along to them. I was like, oh, I guess I know a little more about them than I thought I did. One of the other interesting things about them is I think right around this time, the fourth album, maybe uh, early 80s sometime. They uh they quit being in the touring band at all and just went straight to being in the studio band. Which definitely differentiates them from Oingo Boingo because they toured and played a lot. Yeah. Um and then when they did that, Andrew Andrew <laughs> Andy Partridge and uh the other guy, the other main guy. Like they pretty much just became the band and they kept just hiring studio drummers and stuff to yeah. Yeah. To record things. Um, I thought that's interesting because the only other band I really know of that did that was like Steely Dan. And Steely Dan even still toured now and then later on. I guess the Beatles did that too. They became a studio band. It's kind of hard. It's not really fair to compare stuff to the Beatles though because they were such a weird phenomenon. Yeah, it's almost like they're not even a band anymore at a certain point. Yeah. Like a, they're more like a zitgeist or something. Yeah, it's like a phenomenon. Juggernaut? Maybe zitgeist isn't the word I was looking for. I was talking to my mom last night because we were... I don't know, I'm trying to, oh, she was talking about... like She had bought an old Taylor Swift CD because she found it at the thrift store or something like that. Um, just because she wanted to check her out because Swift came through here a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big deal, you know. I guess it's a big deal every every place. Um, like, and she had added extra nights and stuff, and it's just like. And my mom was like, "I don't, I don't really get it. I, didn't, you know, stuff's all right, but it's like I don't understand the enthusiasm." I'm like, "Well, I was like, it's born about the music. I mean, this is like she's like Beatles level big, you know." Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I know there have been other big acts and stuff, but I mean, she. The only ones I can think of that engender this kind of like frenzy were her and the Beatles. <laughs> um, Beyonce was like that for a few minutes, and so was Madonna. I don't remember like. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know if Beyonce ever played here. I just. I don't remember anybody else besides her and the Beatles, like from local news in Cincinnati. Yeah, causing well, this kind of commotion. Like, I agree. I, I hear you. And it's even crazier now because, I mean, you know, when the Beatles were selling out stadiums and stuff like that, tickets were like two bucks a pop. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, they're like hundreds of dollars now, and that's the cheap seats. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess monetarily she's probably bigger than the Beatles. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just a weird thing. And, it, and it's not – I don't know. I'm going to say it's not the music. There's something else going on. Right in the in the whole package, like because I you know and I'm I I agree with my mom. It's like I don't I don't think she sucks or anything. I just nothing I've ever heard by her has really moved me in any way. I've felt like that with almost every uh, musical act that has become that famous. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe not you two. I I like you two. I get you two. 
But I stopped stopped getting you two after a certain point. Well, I think a lot of people have, but I mean, that is the only one that I kind of can associate with. I remember I used to joke about like before Michael Jackson died and, and he was still selling like golden platinum albums like right away when he put them out. I'm like, who's buying Michael Jackson albums anymore? And I, you know, I, I'm not that I disbelieved that there was an audience for him. I just, they weren't people I associated with. So I had no idea what the appeal was after a certain point. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's, but it's okay. I don't, I don't need to get it. (laughs) It's not hurting me that she's a, a phenomenon, I guess. Phenomena. Phenomena. But, yeah. Sorry, I don't know how I veered us into that. I do. I, I know I was talking about studio bands and stuff like that, but I don't know. Studio. Oh, studio bands into Beatles into talking to my mom and comparing Taylor Swift to the Beatles. That's how it, okay. That's the the trail of my thoughts. I understand now. The trail of your tears. Uh, well, I leave lots of those. It's like like a snail in the morning. Snail in the morning. When you go out and you just see all these these tracks along the concrete. It's terrible, Mike. It's terrible. You're terrible. I uh. But anyway, yeah. So I'm 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 enjoying my XTC experience. Oh, and you bringing up Satriani. That, that was something else I was going to comment on. Well, Satch. <laughs> I went and recently, like, I haven't listened to any Satriani in a re- really long time. I, I don't remember. Well, Satch. I don't remember if I've listened to him as an adult. Honestly, I might have been a teenager last time I listened to him. Do you, uh, hey, are you, are you talking about the Satch? Uh, well, okay. Uh, sure. I thought, isn't that like a, a nickname for Sasquatch? No. That's squat. Just talking about Satch, baby. Satch. Um, but I, I got a, I guess, a thrift store? Is that where I got it? I don't know. I got one of his CDs recently, so I decided to listen to it. It was the uh, 1989 something Blue Dream, I think. Something of a Blue Dream. Flying in a Blue Dream. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I'm listening to that. And I guess... When I was a teenager and I was listening to him, I was just dazzled by his guitar work, like his solos and stuff. Yes. So I don't, and plus I, I as being a song person, song person, songwriter, musician, myself, I was new, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience to judge anything else. And again, I was just dazzled by his guitar work. Yep. Listen, listening to this now, I'm like, man, he didn't write very good songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's true. Have you I mean, listened? talking about the ones he sings? Actually, those are better than the instrumentals. And I don't mean that they're not competent. I just mean they're boring. Like, uh, that one's, yeah, there's, well, for one thing, there's a ton of songs on that album. It's like, uh, it's like everything else is just there to be the basic underlay of his solos. Almost, yeah. You know? And yeah, I, that one I haven't. I'm not really even familiar with a lot of the ones after that one. That that was kind of like uh, a surfing with the alien is sort of perfect. I remember liking that one a lot when I was a teen. Because they're short 
and they are poppy kind of songs with no words in them. So he's definitely thinking of them more as like songs. Uh, Flying in a Blue Dream is much more experimental, I guess. It's just, uh, you know, I'm listening to him and I'm going, well, for one thing, like I said, the, the ones that are, have vocals on them are more kind of pop structured and actually sound kind of better to me, a little more interesting. But having said that, none of them are all that, like structurally, they're kind of boring, for one thing. Um, none of the rest of the musicianship, well, again, it's competent, but none of it's like notable, you know? It just blends into the background under his guitar, which it might be the point. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has a thing he does. But once you, once you kind of get over the guitar playing, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know? For me, it's, it's, it's like, um, chocolate covered marshmallows, you know? Once I get past the chocolate and I get in the marshmallow, it's just boring. Yeah. So. I don't know. And and I haven't heard any, like, I really don't know anything after that either, I don't think. I, I might have heard songs here and there over the years. But um, the only one I really remember fairly well was Surfing with the Aliens. So I, for all I know, he got to be a whiz at it as he went along. Yeah, um, yeah that that's a good album. What did, I'm trying to, I didn't even bother looking this up. I guess I could have just looked up for myself. But I'm going to make you tell me. What's <laughs> What did he do? What, who was he before he was just so like a Joe Satriani solo guitar god? Did he was he in bands that we'd know? I don't know of any bands. He was he was playing. Like uh, I mean, you always hear about him being. He was kind of more famous for being a guitar teacher for like Steve Vai and Kirk Hammett. So, huh? Yeah, he was like their teacher. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how did he get to be famous for what he did if he, like, wasn't out there before he did it? Like, you know? He had to be out there. I just don't know what he was doing, you know? Oh, Larry Lalonde was one of his students. Andy Timmons? Andy Timmons, huh? Alex Skolnick? Makes sense. Skolnick was Bay Area, too. Huh. He's been nominated for 15 Grammy Awards. Makes sense. Hmm. And he's the, according to Wikipedia, he's the best-selling instrumental rock guitarist of all time. It's a pretty narrow field. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He, uh, huh. I don't know. So I'm not going to read his whole Wikipedia entry. I'm just trying to figure out what it was he was doing, like, beforehand. Besides being, I guess he was just a guitar teacher or whatever. He was invited to join the Great Kin Band in the, <laughs> seven, in the 70s. Oh, man. Can you imagine? All right. I guess maybe it was the early 80s. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. That's just weird, man. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I guess I guess that's just what it was. He was just famous for being a guitar player. Period. Like, mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean... I wonder if you could do that today. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you could do today to be a, like a famous musician. I don't know how that works. I guess 
I mean, I guess it's similar to like being an influencer. You do things on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of how people are doing it. You know, all these guys, you know, that have these guitar YouTube channels and stuff and they eventually put out a record, you know. Yeah, there was that lady I was following on Instagram who's um, just like an amazing guitar player, you know. And she just, uh, last year or something like that, Ibanez put out like a artist model for her. Yvette? Uh, oh, Yvette, uh, Yvette Young. Yeah, she, yeah. She's in Covet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like, uh, I mean, she's a whiz, you know. <laughs> she's she's great. Um it's not only just like technically, I mean, she's got a lot of uh, emotive style. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, they 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 call that math rock, but it's. I think that's just because it's difficult to play. I don't know. Um, yeah, she does. She tends to have. I I I enjoy her music more than uh, say some like uh, other people that play that sort of style yeah was that your stomach that was my stomach wow that was loud dude Mm-hmm. didn't you go to lunch yet i had a peanut butter sandwich oh i'm guessing you're not in the studio you don't sound like you're in the studio i'm not in the studio i decided to stay home i had a meeting with marty about his album cover. I'm doing his album cover. How's that coming along? Uh, pretty good. Uh, he really likes it. Uh, I, I'm not super... Uh, it's it's like a thing where I feel like it's not what I would choose, but he really is into it. So, huh. Are you... Is, um, you doing this like in your comic style? I am illustrating it, yes. Sorry. But I'm... It's not a com. He wanted a comic booky style, and I was like, I don't know if that is the thing for you, Marty. But he really wants it, so we kind of split the difference. Okay. Are you coloring it yourself? I am, which is making it also more difficult. And I, you know, I don't do a lot of design anymore because I don't like making things for print because I know that something's going to screw up in the printing process. And that's <laughs> what makes me really nervous about how things like the DPI of stuff and whether or not I'm using the right, you know, cause I'm using like textures that I'm getting off the internet and stuff. And I'm worried about whether they're going to reproduce right and stuff like that. Right. Are you doing this in, um, is this for like CD or LP? Both. Hmm. He really likes vinyl, so. There's, yeah. Well, it's, I was just thinking, like, size-wise, you can get away with a little more when it's only on a CD. <laughs> like, you can get away with fudging. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I, you know, I work at a, usually at high-res, but it's just when you get textures. And I try to get high-res textures, and I try, you know, I buy most of the stuff. Um, but it's just kind of... I'm trying to remember, because not a lot of people use it anymore, but I, I still sometimes run into problems with Zipatone, like when I get art. Um, sure. I think the rule was sizing up won't cause problems, but sizing down will cause more. More? More? 
I don't know if there's really a problem anymore. I feel like printing has gotten to the point where it's not ever an issue anymore. I don't see that like moray pattern kind of bullshit anymore. I see it in monitors. Um, in monitors, yes. It never seems to print out that way, though. Like even in, you know, I'm I'm working on 4K now rather than just standard def mm-hmm. or standard high def, whatever you want to call it. I'm working in 4K and I still see it as a problem. Like even though I can display smaller pixels, like yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how that translates to print. I always note it to whoever I'm passing this stuff along to mm-hmm. uh, that it could be an issue, but I don't. I don't know that it's causing issues anymore. That used to be a thing, though. Like if you reduced it. You know, you'd get definite pattern problems. Um, but I, I, I believe that you could always enlarge it, and it wasn't wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I try to work at a high enough resolution that um, it's not so much an issue. Well, that's the other thing is like when you send stuff off the print, nine times out of ten, it gets res down to three, three or four hundred DPI. Anyway. Right, right. No matter right. what what you're sending, if you're sending them six hundred DPI, it's going to get res down anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm hoping that that will uh, get rid of any of the issues that I'm worried about. But never know. And I keep saying DPI. I got to break myself of that because it's not DPI anymore. It's PPI. You're a PPI. Well, at least when you're dealing with screen stuff, it's PPI. DPI, I guess, was still a printing thing. But they used to be interchangeable, and I don't know if they are anymore. And I keep saying DPI to apply to, like, digital resolutions of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and it probably it probably doesn't matter, because if I say it, you know, and, I, and somebody knows what I'm talking about, they know what I'm talking about, but... Yeah. Anyway. Mm. What else is going on? I got a little more caught up on DC movies. Really? I watched the both of the Suicide Squads. Really? So, uh, tell me what you thought. The first one was a pretty standard... I, I was going to say superhero action movie, but they're not superhero. Supervillain action movie, I guess. I thought... Um, the second one was exponentially... Both more funny and horrific. <laughs> right. Which one did you like more? Well, the first one had Will Smith. Okay, that's a plus for you, I'm guessing? I like Will Smith, yeah. Okay. Even after his smack smackathon last year. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I put off watching these anyway because I'm bothered by making heroes out of villains like that. Sure, sure. I can understand that. I mean, when you when you completely like throw away all the, I, and I know things can't don't have to be black and white all the time, but when you completely throw away the rules mm-hmm. and make bad guys good guys, then what stories are you telling anymore? You know, I I I am totally with you. I get it. So th- either way, but I, I I think probably overall I like the second one better. Yep, it's a better movie. Um, it's a little more dynamic. There's more stuff going on. It's more interesting overall. Like, yeah. Um, like I said, the first one, aside from the fact that it's villains, it's, it's basically just a superhero action movie. So it's, yeah. And it's not a good story. If you, it's kind of a mess and it's because of the way it was made. They didn't know what it was 
I, yeah, and I think it's okay. Going back to what I was saying before about making bad guys into good guys like that is it? They're even the movies sending a mixed message because like Amanda Waller's just like straight up vicious with them, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that character though. I mean, she. Well, but what I'm saying is, she's treating them like we should be thinking about them. But the movie itself is treating them like they're just misunderstood good guys, mm-hmm. which almost makes her look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, what you know, what story are you telling here anymore? <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's part of the confusion. Is that like, or not confusion? But that's part of the thing. Is it just doesn't? You're getting a lot of mixed messages in with this thing. And I don't feel like, I feel like that, that was more ignorable with the second movie because there's so much going on and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Cause it is, you know, it's a comedy. I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel real hesitant saying that. Like, um, I mean, that's gun style. I yeah. This thing. And, and when I said, when I, what I meant by more horrific is just the way people died in the second movie, man. That <laughs> was like, there's some gross stuff going on in there. It's also his thing. Yeah, over the top. Um, but yeah, I think I like the second one better. I'm trying to decide, should I watch the more recently recut Justice League as opposed to the original cut? Uh, it's different. You you could you can try and see how it's different, but uh, I don't think it's an, a better movie. I don't think it's any better. Because I... Like, it's so much longer, for one thing. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But, but then I'm like, well, if I just put it on while I'm working, but then I'm like, I'm going to miss half of it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to watch them both, you know? I've never seen either one of them, is what I'm saying. So, like, I didn't want to watch them both, but, like, so many people were saying that the second one told the story better, I guess. But it's like something like close to four hours long or something. Uh, maybe I don't remember. Like three into three hours or something. I don't know, but it's like really long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like because when I rewatched uh, Batman versus Superman, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. how such a dismally boring movie that is, <laughs> despite so much stuff uh, going on. This won't be any different, I don't think. Oh, okay. So it's, I guess it's a difference between watching a shorter boring movie and a longer boring movie. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's just that Batman versus Superman was just so. I don't know. Like, you know, it's hard to watch. Like, mm-hmm. or hard, hard to sit through, I guess, without my attention wandering off to something else. Um,. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I'm trying to think of what other DC movies, I, st- I still need to watch The Flash. <laughs> yeah, you do. Is that bad? It, 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 I think it's bad, but it's uh, it's bad in the way that I enjoy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, what, what happened here? <laughs> okay. So I, I still need to see Justice League, Flash. I don't know what other ones are out there. Because I've seen Black Adam and the Shazam movies now, and I've seen... I don't know what is left either, then. I saw the Superman. I saw the Superman-Batman. Oh, well, and I've seen... That's the other thing I'm kind of confused about with the DC movies, is I don't know why or what they're doing with these... 
with the Batman and Joker movies because they're both of them are not in the continuity of the rest of them, uh-huh. and they're like a different thing entirely. But isn't that confusing? Why are they doing that? Uh, I, I I couldn't tell you, sir. I don't know. It's like I, I mean I'm not wrong, right? That's a little kind of weird when you're trying to create a, a universe brand. Yeah, I would think so. It's like I, I haven't seen the Joker movie either, and I, I kind of don't want to watch it from just the description of it. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's just. I, it sounds to me like I would find it boring, and it sounds really just needlessly grim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know if I'm gonna watch that one. Because I, I realized after I watched the Batman, I'm like, that's just not a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy watching it. It's not that it's a bad movie. I just didn't enjoy watching it. I think, in retrospect. Um, and I feel like that. That's that's the way it would be with the Joker too. But yeah. Anyway, it's, it's just like I said. I think it's weird that they're. I don't. I don't know if that's like. It doesn't seem like that's a decision that's coming from the top, or maybe it is a decision that's coming from the top because they don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. You know, it's just confusing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I don't know. Um, what else is new? You tell yeah. me. Tell me something good. I mean, I can't really tell you anything good. I don't. No anything good. I told you what I've been doing, you know. Right, right, right. You, you don't care. You're not listening to me. Sure I am. You don't care about me or my family. Sure I do. Uh, I don't believe you. Um. Well. I don't know, man. Um. I got a, a mortar and pestle grinding stone. Is that exciting? Why? Why? Because I... I okay, I are make... You, are you, like, making some Aztec potions? Yes. Oh. Okay. Well, go on with your bad self. No, I... Uh, okay, so I like... This started out because I, I, I prepare my own seasoned oyster crackers. <laughs> that sounds dumb when I say it out loud. It does. It sounds real dumb. Uh, it's not though, because they're they're an easy snack. They're e- super easy to make. They're an easy snack, and I know what's in them. You know. Um, and I I don't have to pay. What, f- what I, is in them? Whatever I put in them. What is in an oyster cracker? An oyster. oyster? <laughs> an oyster cracker is just a cracker, man. It's like a white cracker, like a saltine, but it's like sort of in a weird little tiny roundish shape. I believe they're called oyster crackers because they were originally served with oyster soup. But, you know, people put them in all kinds of things now, including chili. Mm. Or Cincinnati-style chili, which isn't chili, but that's beside the point. It is Chilito filling. (laughs) It's a meat sauce. You're a meat sauce. So anyway, I prepare my own seasoned oyster crackers. Because it's a handy snack and it's better than paying four or five bucks for a bag of Doritos. Um, and but the problem is, is like, you know, 
the powder that's on like other snack foods and stuff, it's it's like a dust. It's not just like like if you get a jar of powdered garlic, which is still considered a powder, but it's it's a more coarsely grained powder. And um, and it works when I make these things. It's fine, but I don't. I think it would work better if I could get this stuff down to a more finer, like a talc kind of texture, like a real dust. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get. I was trying to figure out how to do it because, like, I tried my coffee grinder, but it's just not really built to get stuff down that fine, for one thing, and it's it's a little more messy than I want because I'm dealing with finer stuff to begin with, so dust goes like seeps out through the lid and stuff. Where, like, if I'm grinding coffee, that didn't matter, or it didn't do that because it was coarser. Um, so I decided to try a mortar and pestle. It's a granite mortar and pestle, so it's kind of got a textured thing going on. And um, so I can try to get these powders and things that I use to make my seasoning down into a finer dust. <laughs> this is just so funny to me. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just it's a thing. It's not like I'm the only person to ever use a mortar and pestle. <laughs> you know? No, it's definitely not. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. I've got a mortar and pestle. That's all I'm saying. Okay, stop bragging. You know, it's a pretty fancy mortar and pestle, too. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can actually have fancy mortar and pestles unless you, like... I guess you could bedazzle the outside of them or something. Uh, I mean, you can have a fancy anything. I suppose, yeah. I suppose if it was some sort of, like, you know, granite from an Egyptian tomb or something. Like, that'd be pretty fancy. Did they use granite in Egyptian tombs? Um, no. Probably not, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So, uh. (laughs) Nothing. No, I think we've said everything now. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think here, you know, because I know, I mean, I know stuff's happened, but I keep forgetting to make notes. Like, I try to remember what I want to talk to you about, and then by the time I talk to you, I don't remember. I, uh, I gotta renew my driver's license this year. That's weird, because... That's what, I forgot that I need to do that now, too. I gotta, not renew, but I have to renew my plates. Yeah, I gotta do that, too, yeah. I forget, how long do the city stickers last? Uh, you can get them for a little, I think a little over a year now. Oh, okay. Or maybe two years, I think. Um, I never really understood the city sticker thing. <laughs> why? It just doesn't, like, why? What's the point uh, of it? So they can make money off of you, that's why. They're making money hand over fist just off the tickets and shit like that, man. You think they're going to stop? No, no. <laughs> it's like how the... uh oh, Mr. Conspiracy Theory, you know. It's how, like, that, that one uh, toll road outside of the city, not the one going in from my direction, but the one on the other side, that was initially supposed to be a temporary toll road to pay for construction of something. Mm. And then they just made it permanent. <laughs> like, yeah. they got it. They got it installed by saying it was temporary, and that's how they got it. I, I guess they got the approval for it. And then they, you know, 30, 40 years later or whatever, it's just, it's still there. <laughs> like, 
So, yeah, no, I don't think they're going to stop doing it, no. How much are cigarettes in Chicago now for a pack? Uh, I don't have, I've never known how much cigarettes cost, so you're asking the wrong person. Oh, I didn't know. Like, I, I mean, you go in the stores to get stuff. I thought maybe you saw prices. No, I never look at that. Because when I was there, they were up to like six or seven bucks, I think, a pack. Mm. They were pretty damn expensive. I remember that. I mean, that, that was my whole justification for ordering my cigarettes from Russia at the time. Maybe whatever works. Um, which, I mean, that was always kind of a weird thing, that I could get cigarettes cheaper from Russia mail order than I could, like, locally. That was very strange. You like your cigarettes like you like your women. Russian? Ordered from Russia. I don't know if I've ever actually known a Russian person, period. Wasn't that girl that uh, uh, Rodney went out with, wasn't she Russian? I don't remember her. Mm. Maybe. Possibly. Unless she had something weird going on, I probably, you know, I I wouldn't remember. Like, I remember some of Tim's girlfriends because they had just quirks to them. (laughs) A couple of them. Um, You know, but... Yeah, like, with this much time elapsed, I I don't remember a lot of people unless they stood out in some way. If I wasn't, like, directly friends with them or something. Um, Yeah. Well, I guess that's all I got, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm blanking out, like, I, uh... No, I had to, I guess that was last month, I had to pay my taxes, and that always sucks. I don't want to hear about your taxes. They were really expensive, man. Really? Yeah. You sound weird. I mean, you know, just really expensive relative to how much money I actually earn. (laughs) They'd be a drop in the bucket to somebody that, you know, made more, I guess, but... To somebody that can afford Ozempic. Yes, some fat rich person. You fat rich bastards! So I, I guess if you eat the rich, like they'd make a really good meal because they're all fat. Except now, Olympic means that you won't be getting as much of a meal if you eat the rich. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get those sons of bitches. Those sons of bitches. Coming and taking my Olympic. Go get your own goddamn pancreas drug. Leave my pancreas drugs alone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have any email? Oh, I haven't checked. And I don't even know, like... I haven't bothered keeping up with what's in stores or when stuff's out. <laughs> I do know that I, I had to get a bunch of stuff done, like, for the Comic-Con this week, because, like, people were wanting to oh, really? print preview things and stuff like that for to show around the show. Oh, I have a thing I, I want to uh, ask you about one of the 
new little guys in the studio where he's trying to make a comic and uh, his lettering is isn't so good so wanted to get some tips from you okay if you don't mind I don't mind it would be like uh, when I sat in for uh, Alan's class mm-hmm Uh, no emails. All right. <clears throat> well, that's that's fine. That is fine. I can't figure out. So it's been three weeks, like since my um, since my mother had her surgery. Mm-hmm. A little over three weeks now. And honestly, I don't know like where those three weeks went. I know I did stuff because, like I was telling you at the beginning, you know, when we started talking, I mean, I spent a lot of time last week doing laundry. And running back and forth between my house and their house, but it's like I just don't know. Time, like my my, hmm. Non-objectively speaking, I guess so. Relatively speaking, time is speeding up for me. Hmm. I'm just kind of losing it, and I don't know where it goes. Like I, this year, for that matter. I still seems like it's, you know, the beginning of the year to me or something. But we're closing in on the end of it. It's like, I don't know what is going on with my perception of time. Freeze this moment a little bit longer? I guess. I mean, I know I've spent some of it, like, sort of in a mental funk and stuff, and that, that always affects things. You got that mental funk. I do got that mental funk. I put a little stank on it, though. Oh, no. Stop it with the stank. <laughs> um, it's just weird, because I, I think about, like, I have a terrible sense of how long things went on when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, time was weird. Like, it didn't mean anything, really. Things would seem like they lasted a lot longer than they actually did. Time is a flat circle. Time is a river. Uh, Wait a time, time, time. I'll be a river flowing into nowhere. Something like that. I don't remember how it goes. The Finer Things. That's that song. Right? Who was that? The Finer Things? Yeah. The Finer Things. Steve, Steve Winwood? Okay, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Steve Winwood. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was talking about. He knew about time. He did. Is he still alive? <laughs> he, he is still alive. I and I uh, I read this the other day and I I know I knew it at one point after I reread it, but I completely forgot about it that um Ronnie not Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie Spector died. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning of COVID, he died from COVID. Or complications from COVID. Um, while he was still serving a prison sentence. Oh, not Ronnie Spector. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Sorry, yeah, Phil Spector died. Uh, Ronnie Spector died as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, but no. <laughs> Phil Spector. Yeah, yeah, so I like, was like, what? What did Ronnie do? Why is she in prison? Right. <clears throat> so, like, yeah, he, he was still serving a prison sentence. I'm like, man, what a... Dumb, terrible way for a guy that influenced so much stuff that I enjoy. 
to end up. Oh, sure, man. Uh, that, yeah, whenever anybody does something like, yeah, of course. And I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be in prison or anything. I'm just, I'm pointing out the fact that that is just a terrible thing for, yeah. for somebody who accomplished so much. Like, mm-hmm. how did he get himself there? I mean, by being an ass, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's just. I don't, sometimes it's like, why, why like anything? <laughs> you know, everybody's mm-hmm. just going to let you down. Well, it's good to end the show on a bummer like that. Yeah, well, it's kind of our signature. It is not our signature. Sure it is. It's how we sign the end of the show. I, I disagree. It's our signature, man. So, oh, yeah. No, never mind. What? What happened? It's just not that interesting. I was going to say, I, I actually watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, too, which I thought I had seen, but I realized I hadn't seen when I was talking about watching Godzilla vs. Kong last time we talked. Did you like it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a Godzilla like, movie. It's real dumb. It's, it's dumb as hell, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it was a Godzilla movie. Yeah. You're a Godzilla movie. I, uh... Like, you know, it had so many monsters in it, at least briefly. I agree. It did have so many monsters. Briefly. Briefly had so many monsters. <clears throat> and it's, it's always fun to see the, you know, Ghidorah? Ghidorah? Why is it always fun to see Ghidorah? Because he's like <laughs> Godzilla I times say, three. I say Ghidorah. Get her up. You know, get her up. 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 I'm just bailing while I'm scrolling through the things that are in stores this week to see if there's anything. <laughs> and I, I scrolled, you know, I was coming past Godzilla. That's what popped it into my head. There's a Godzilla comic in stores this week. My voice is funny this week. Why is that? I think I caught a cold. <clears throat> I've been real congested and stuff. I'd rather you not have a cold. I'd rather not have a cold either. Well, do something about it. Makes me sound kind of funky. I agree. Pretty funky. No, just funky. Just pretty. No, just funky. I sound pretty. No, you don't sound pretty. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty, pretty, pretty panda. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, I, pretty panda. I got the, uh, Ryan Brown sent me the 8 Billion Genies Compendium Edition or whatever it's called. Like mm-hmm. the hardcover deluxe collection or whatever. And it's cool because it's got glitter on it. <laughs> On the cover, right. well, because the the texture of the genies is kind of like a starscapey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they use sort of a metal flaky kind of thing going on, like in the genie textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. It's a nice addition, and I don't know when that was actually in stores, but I just got copies from Ryan. So. He likes his specialty stuff. Sure, works well for him. Who likes it? 
He likes his special stuff. Yeah, man. I sound like I'm talking with vocal fry. That's what it is. I sound like I'm talking with Glenn Fry. <laughs> talking with Glenn Fry. We got them smugglers blues. I sound like Salil Moon Fry. No. <laughs> no, Punky. Um, from Oni Press, the Rick and Morty Compendium Volume One, and Rick and Morty presents Fricky Friday Number One are both in stores this week. How is that still going on? <laughs> it is. Just it's like asking why are we here? Hmm. It's true. So why is it still going on? Because it's going on. It's got it going on. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Going on. Anyway, <clears throat> I should let you go uh, get a snack or something. Curb that rumbly belly. Rumbly. Rumbly. <clears throat> I have to go over to my parents' house and take their trash cans back anyway. Because <laughs> <clears throat> they can't do that either. <laughs> it's chore time. It's chore time, man. Plus, I got a few pages to finish on a book that I didn't know was due this week, but apparently was. I love general miscommunications like that, where it's like, I know it's not my fault. It can't be my fault. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's that. All right, man. Well, good luck. Keep working hard. I will try. It's good to talk to you. We love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>